Hi everyone, welcome to That Defense Podcast, a legal podcast where we try to bridge the gap between legal realities and the legal reporting. I am Reshav, and today Vasu and I are joined with Mr. Sajan Bhavaiya, who is a senior advocate based out of the Supreme Court, and he regularly practices in the field of technology law. In this episode, we will briefly discuss the new intermediary guidelines, and Vasu will just take you guys up with what will happen throughout this podcast in a brief timeline of it. Hi everybody. So as a quick uh, primer on the intermediary guidelines, the guidelines have existed since 2011 and were recently updated in 2021. The intermediary guidelines very briefly determine when a platform or online website is liable for content that they host. So for example, if Facebook or Twitter is hosting say child pornography or a video of a speech that incites violence, the intermediary guidelines determine when the particular platform is liable for that content in 2015 in its shreya single decision the supreme court ruled that a platform or an intermediary could not be held liable for content that they host until a court order has been passed terming that content or holding that content to be illegal and directing intermediaries to take that content down so with that quick overview let's jump into the episode to start out with sir thank you so much for being here with us today and we thought um, we would just go over a couple of key concepts regarding the new intermediary guidelines to start out with i think um, one of the biggest misconceptions about the new guidelines is what non compliance with the guidelines really results in so in terms of um, the law could you just walk us through what um, the illegal conduct that's trying to be regulated is what kind of a section section 79 of the it act is and what the real role of the intermediary guidelines is okay now in fact the first rule when we look at technology law in this country is that there must be an attempt to demystify uh, the issue uh, we are seeing a lot of uh, uh, dialogue discourse and debates in the media in terms of uh, the new guidelines that is the new rules of 2021 and uh, what non compliance with the rules will entail and uh, you would have seen that a lot of debate really is hinging on the fact that there will be a ban twitter will not be available google will not be available or some other platform will not be available we'll go back to our dark ages where we have to tune on to the radio etc etc i think all of that is is absolute uh, absolutely untrue and uh, there is a lot of rhetoric i think surrounding this debate so let me very quickly tell you in as as simple uh, a word as possible Uh, in terms of what does the law entail the information technology act does not do anything any differently from any other substantive legislation which attempts to regulate a particular domain activity in other words it is just regulatory jurisprudence now what information technology act does in addition to general regulation of what should happen in terms of electronic domain activities whether it is electronic record or information transmission on in the electronic platform etc is that it creates this principle of a safe harbor in other words just imagine very simply put that each of the intermediaries that we are speaking of whether it is google and not just google broadly each of google's products whether it is blogspot whether it is google search whether it is youtube or whether it is facebook or instagram or whatsapp or whether it is twitter or whether it is reddit now each of these intermediary platforms assume that they are ships and therefore there is this one safe harbor available where these ships can sail and anchor themselves in 
and so long as they are within that safe harbor there will not be a direct legal action brought against them for content that is available on their platform in other words if google has certain content on its platform because of section 79 if google let us say complies with certain thresholds which the act and the rules prescribe it will remain within that safe harbor and will be immune from a direct litigation qua the information that is available on the platform that's the long and short of it nothing more nothing less exactly so i think um, the same way that for example the law can uh, penalize a, a particular overt act so if i for example punch somebody i can be charged with assault similarly the law can um, penalize the failure to do a particular act so for example if a public listed company fails to make certain disclosures it can be penalized but what you are saying is that section 79 is really neither of those rather it's a defense that can be used by intermediaries a sort of safe harbor the way they can where they're situated where if and when a legal attack is initiated for them hosting unlawful content um they are protected from that uh, that particular legal action is that correct sir correct in other words intermediaries are given this shield the shield can be used to protect themselves from direct action for any illegal content or unlawful content or or any content which a uh, plaintiff really does not uh, like to be uh, on the electronic platform therefore that's the long and short of it now what really happens is for you to get that safe harbor as an intermediary you have to follow a set of mandates we can discuss what those mandates are as we go along but if they don't comply with the mandates let's look at the reciprocal scenario of what happens nothing really happens except that the ship which is anchored in the safe harbor will now be moved on to the high seas and therefore it is exposed to litigation does not mean that automatically it is liable it will be penalized it will be prohibited from activity nothing at all it will simply be exposed to direct legal action as and when a legal action is mounted right. you have to go through the rigors of that legal action and either succeed or fail as the case may be right and so you have spent um, a lot of time dealing with this legal action so could you just walk us through what types of legal action are typically brought against intermediaries um, and of course the uploaders of content both on the civil side so for example defamation or infringement and on the criminal side for criminally unlawful speech so that we can understand when you say that if intermediaries fail to comply with the guidelines they will be exposed to direct legal action so then we can understand what that legal action actually entails for intermediaries perfect let's take a typical example let's take that there is a there is a situation where vasudev has written something extremely and egregiously defamatory against rishab now instead of writing a letter and posting it to 20 people what he has done is that he has put up a blog on it or he simply put up a facebook page or even on whatsapp sent it to to many people now let's assume that there is a facebook page in which there is defamatory content written by one of you against the other now what would rishab do in a typical scenario assuming it was a written defamatory content available in a material form that is in the physical domain you would sue rishab and assuming he published it in a newspaper you would sue the publisher therefore the author would be sued and the publisher would be sued in common law for the tortious act of defamation you would also in parallel possibly potentially bring about initiate criminal action uh for uh, prosecuting rishab and uh, some uh, and possibly the author the publisher uh, under 500 to make sure that they are punished now when it comes to an intermediary the person who posts that that is you 
who wasu who has posted that content on facebook is the author number one but in common law it is vasudev who posts the message on facebook who is also the publisher because an intermediary is not a publisher in common law in other words you can simply bring an action against the genesis or the author and the author fuses into a publisher and you can get an order from court for takedown but what happens in india is not that typically for some reason the flavor has been that in india if you want a particular content removed from the electronic domain or from an intermediary platform you sue not just the author or the publisher if you know who the author is but you also sue the platform and you expect the court to pass an order against the platform not just to take down content but ultimately if damages are being rendered etc your expectation is that a court will pass an order against the platform directing the platform to give you damages the answer simply is no that is impossible therefore today if you just look at the the general matrix of litigations we have three or four broad buckets of litigation one most litigation against intermediaries is for take down of content that content may be otherwise illegal defamatory confidential content etc that's the most amount of litigation the second largest litigation is really to expunge certain content under the right to be forgotten scenario saying that i don't want certain content they may or may not be illegal but i don't want that content because i am not consented to that content to be in public domain the third largest uh, bucket of litigation really is criminal action brought for defamatory content because india is one of those jurisdictions where there is a parallel criminal action available for you for defamatory content the last basket of litigation which is still not too many in the country is for unlawful content or or illegal speech etc where actions are attempted to be brought for example against twitter or maybe facebook under the unlawful activities prevention act to say that you know mr x has published something which is against the sovereignty and integrity of india therefore according to me under the unlawful activities prevention act it is an offense i am not only prosecuting the person who has published it i am also prosecuting twitter because twitter has provided the platform to publish it in my view i think it is a misconceived action but none of these 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 four sets of actions do come about regularly in this country but sir in your experience these actions do come about usually what's the stance of this intermediary is it to defend the actions saying that you know we are not we are not liable for this or do they usually take a safe approach and just remove the content have you ever seen a social media company usually fighting this kind of litigation and saying that you know we will not remove this because we aren't actually liable until as you get me quote order no okay see we should again walk that path there are two sets of things typically intermediaries do if there is a general private notification to the intermediary where a sajan puaya let us say issues notice to the intermediary saying that there is certain certain content against me take it down most intermediaries push back saying that we will not act on private notice particularly for defamatory content intermediaries do act on private notification when it comes to content which is per se illegal child pornography for example or rape and gang rape videos etc or explicit sexual imagery etc those even with a private notice they tend to take it down because an intermediary can expressly realize that this content is illegal and mostly such illegal content also breaches the policies and internal rules and regulations of the platform as well so they are happy to take it down but when it comes to defamatory content or when it comes to political speech which may border on innuendo and defamation etc most intermediaries in this country push back saying that either you get me a court order or you get me an order from an appropriate agency of the government bringing to my attention that this is to be taken down i will take it down 
Now let's walk into the next step. Because an intermediary pushes back, you go to court asking, seeking an injunction or seeking a direction that it must be taken down in the interregnum. Now, in which you not only implete the person who has uploaded the content as defendant number one, you also implete the intermediary as defendant number two. Now, in such a situation, do intermediaries fight it in court saying that, listen, you should not be passing an order to take it down. The answer is no. Intermediaries generally inform court that we have nothing to do with the genesis or otherwise of this content. We have nothing to do on the defamatory nature or illegality of this content. But if you court want me to take it down, please render a prima facie opinion that this is defamatory. Direct me to take it down and I will take it down. So to that extent, intermediaries do not fight the, the proceedings and are very happy to take it down subject to a court order. I must add one other thing. There is a general misconception in this country that if you want to take down content from an intermediary platform, you have to sue that intermediary and get a direct order. The answer is no. If in a private action against X and Y, you two gentlemen fighting over a defamatory post, if an action is filed just between X and Y and an intermediary is not a party to that action, but if a court were to prima facie give a rendition that this, this content is defamatory and ought not to be available in public domain, and you serve the copy of that court order on the intermediary, although the intermediary is not a party to the proceedings, an intermediary will comply with that court order because of the mandates in Shreya Single. Shreya Single says, if an intermediary has noticed that there is a court order to take down content, it must take down content. Otherwise, risk the scenario of losing its safe harbor. Right. So, so I think it's really interesting because what you're saying is that within the sort of subset of unlawful content, there's a very sort of granulated system that intermediaries respond with, where you have prima like immediately ex facie illegal content and then slightly more contestable forms of content. And what I was curious was this court order system that is set up by Shriya Singhal especially, does that apply both to um, say civil claims between private parties and also instances where the government may want to take down speech because it's criminal. So do intermediaries also require the government to get a court order to take it down? Or do the, does the government typically proceed, say, under Section 69A or other ancillary provisions um, to take down the content? Or is um, does the government also seek a court order for criminal speech online? Okay, I'll, I'll explain that. You see, these... These actions depend upon an intermediary to an intermediary because some intermediaries have, have a greater degree of, of uh, power to push back while some other intermediaries may not have that power or may not really want to push back, so to speak. They may more zealously guard their, guard their independence saying that we are not here to cleanse the system and bring about free speech. Therefore, we are happy to comply with the direction. But on an average, if you look at the broad spectrum, typically, uh, court orders are sought by intermediaries when it is a private dispute between maybe two parties, between a citizen, non-citizen, alien, alien, whatever, let's say two residents in the country fighting over a particular cause, number one. Number two, even in a private dispute, intermediaries request a court order when the claim at least requires a prima facie adjudication to decide whether it is illegal or not. And defamation is a typical example. If I write nonsense about you, but it, that nonsense is true, then it is not defamation. Therefore, an intermediary cannot adjudicate even prima facie on whether what is written is correct, not correct, is defamatory, not defamatory. Therefore, they will play it safe to saying that, please get me a court order. But when it comes to facie illegal content, even in the private domain, for example, let's take a more egregious example. 
let's assume that a particular lady has notified the intermediary saying please look at these images these are my new images they were not to be in public domain they have been put up as revenge porn or whatever by xyz and therefore i am notifying you that these are my images take it down and they are in the nude an intermediary will not insist on a court order for such an issue because xyz it can be seen that these are nude images and therefore it not not only violates general law from a public perspective it also violates the policies of the intermediary which governs its platform therefore it will take it down without a court order now come to the third subsect typically when a government wants certain content taken down intermediaries do not insist that the government goes and gets a court order because shreya single itself the supreme court empowers two authorities in terms of this public notification a judicial court that is a court order or an appropriate agency of the government which is empowered to issue such a notice therefore technically assuming that there is a notice from the computer emergency response team or simple fact that there is a notice let us say from the from the central investigation department or from the local police of of the mumbai police notifying saying that this is criminal action that has been undertaken this is leading to law and order situation there is resurrection of a particular hindu temple etc we want that content taken down the intermediary will comply with it because it is coming from an authorized agency in terms of notification all that the intermediary looks at is is there actual notice of that content and is that actual notice being given by somebody who is authorized to give that notice then a court order is not insisted upon even in a case where a court order is required an intermediary does not insist that the intermediary should be a party to that list in other words that it must be implicated as a as a performer or otherwise as a party to the litigation only then it will comply with the order not at all existence of a court order is sufficient it need not be a specific direction to the intermediary as intermediary being a party to the litigation so sir so then this so this is a very interesting aspect because now this this tells us that even though there's a court order or there's a appropriate government issuing you an order to remove this content prior to new rules the the social media company still had to remove them so now once we cleared that i think uh, this is a good segue to understanding what's the new process now now when these rules have come into play what has really changed for these companies because what really is in the news is that you know it's to change our free speech rights completely there's only a huge difference but from if you look at from this angle that you've just explained the new rules do not seem to be such a big deal as they have been portrayed to so absolutely rishab i don't understand why this whole debate has begun i think the problem also is that we have we have what i think somebody was telling me that we have 967 uh, news telecast channels satellite channels in this country which are operating and therefore everybody wants something or the other on a debate and half the time people who are invited to the debate are people who know little or nothing about the subject and therefore everybody and the unfortunate bit is that you necessarily bring the spokesperson of the two or three predominant political parties so then they make it as if it is a war between an intermediary and the country saying india is a republic who is this intermediary how can it not follow it is waging war against india no these are all ridiculous aspects we need to demystify this debate and bring the level of discourse to some granularity in terms of prudence rishab what you said is absolutely true if you look at the 2011 intermediary guidelines rules which governed the field from 2011 till 2021 those rules mandated read with section 79 that if court order is brought to the notice of an intermediary or governmental order is brought to the notice of an intermediary it shall take down that content within 36 hours shreya single in 2015 mandated that now does the 2021 rule say anything different answer is absolutely not it gives them the same time period to take down this content 
Now, what is the difference? The difference is the intermediary guidelines rules now, the 2021 rules takes it one step further to indicate that you will not only comply with all these mandates, but you will also have a physical flesh and blood located within my jurisdiction so that that flesh and blood will coordinate with me and you and make sure that you comply with my directions. So the difference was that traditionally till 2021, let's take the example of Reddit. It's a very, you know, Reddit has gone under the radar. Nobody is debating about whether Reddit is going to comply or not. The whole country is debating about whether Google will comply, Facebook will comply, Twitter will comply, etc. Now, why Reddit is going under the radar? Reddit has 40, 45 crore users. Okay, and Reddit possibly has more. If you look at content, possibly it has more egregious content than a Facebook. It is at any event, whether dark, not dark, it is the front page of the internet today. Because what, what occurs in Facebook tomorrow has already occurred in Reddit today. What possibly occurs on uh, Twitter day after tomorrow has occurred in Reddit today. And therefore, from that perspective, just take Reddit as an example. What do the new rules say? New rules say you will have a chief compliance officer who's a physical human being available in my jurisdiction, resident in India. You will have a nodal officer resident in India. You'll have a grievance officer resident in India. In other words, Till 2021, let us say that technically the government of India issued a direction for Reddit to pull down certain content. Reddit did not pull down that content. What would the government of India do? It would then prosecute uh, Reddit. For prosecution, what should it do? Let's say it will criminally prosecute Reddit because the content was so egregious that criminal prosecution will lie. It has to initiate action against Reddit. Under Section 105 of the CRPC and the Mutual Legal Assistance Treaty, these criminal proceedings must be served on Reddit in the United States of America. Reddit should acknowledge service. Only then the proceedings can continue in this country, which possibly will take four months. Until then, Reddit will push back saying, I will not comply. Or Twitter would push back, I will not comply. But today, if you are expecting the chief compliance officer of this intermediary to be resident in the country, possibly the state missionary can enforce this even stronger by giving notice to the intermediary. And if the intermediary does not comply, let us say in 36 hours, to say that, listen, chief compliant officer, you are not in compliance with my rules. I am therefore going to mount criminal prosecution on you because you are the chief compliance officer, which means at the threat of depriving a human being of personal liberty, you may force the intermediary to comply. Now that is a dangerous trend. That actually leads to you know chilling free speech. I'll take another minute. Forget India. India is a very mature jurisdiction. Take the example of Egypt. At one point of time, Twitter and Facebook were in the forefront when there was this uprising in Egypt to make sure that citizens' voices were put out. Now, the Egyptian authorities then really clamped down saying that you need to take down this content. But the intermediary said, we will not. We will, of course, give it as free speech and let there be Arab uprising. Now, could they have done it provided their principal officers are located within the jurisdiction in Egypt? They would have certainly felt the heat of saying that, listen, we need to save our employees and therefore we may have to comply. Now that muzzling down should not occur. And that possibly is the main difference between the old rules and the new rules now. Right. And so I think that's really crucial because when we discuss that sort of three buckets in terms of um, defamatory content, prima facie or ex facie illegal content, and then the third bucket, which was content that the government may block pursuant to a notification. Now, there seem to be very few safeguards vis-a-vis -vis that process because we know that 
hearings under say section 69a don't typically happen um uploaders are not uh, typically sent notice so in terms of the level of resistance that intermediaries can push back against the government um when issued a notice um so for example during the recent farmer protests it was in the news that twitter had initially refused to um take down certain contents pursuant to a government notification so do you see that the new rules may sort of hamper the ability like you said in egypt of intermediaries to um push back against the government and why don't ordinary users why don't ordinary users of those accounts have um more of a chance to sue the say the government and say that you are suppressing my speech as opposed to relying solely on intermediaries to contest for their free speech rights you know i think it's also a cultural problem in india if you ask me i'll i'll let me respond to the rules question and then come to the cultural issue in terms of how we look at it you know i don't think anything has changed as compared to the blocking rules of 2009 and now the 2021 rules in terms of intermediary uh, due diligence and guidelines you see the 2021 rules really talks about stuff where the government notifies an intermediary to take it down rather than block and the intermediary complies and takes down that content because there is a notification saying particular content must be taken down a blocking direction is a much stronger issue where the direction will be issued assuming under section 69a you have met particular thresholds that is the thresholds available in article 192 of you know sovereignty and integrity of india being affected friendly relations with states being affected or uh, it is leading to a cognizable offence etc etc those stem, uh, thresholds must be met and the government then passes an order saying that this content will then be blocked in such a scenario in a blocking order mostly intermediaries don't really push back on the blocking order saying that there is a blocking order and to the extent technologically it is feasible to block such content they will block that content there the debate becomes even larger then a person whose content is blocked must enforce his or her right to say what he is saying which means the citizen in this country must enforce the right to speak now unfortunately in our country culturally we are all very very good to give great debates about saying oh freedom freedom of expression etc etc but when it comes to actually enforcing that right by going to a court of law against the state very few people do it now i ask the question why should an intermediary fight for your rights intermediary is an independent platform it's not going to sit down and fight for the rights of a citizen by taking that litigation on itself it ought not to do so also as well therefore culturally i don't think we have too many citizens fighting too hard except going on tv debates and shouting on on intermediaries and on the government unless you go to court you will not get a test please look at shreya singhal it was a four year battle for shreya singhal to ultimately get get the law struck down therefore these fights are few and far between so so i think that's the biggest thing we expect someone else to fight our battles so we just assume that the social media company shall and will fight battles but it's just it's our because it's our so i think that's what was we were discussing before we started this podcast that what is actually happening is that the free speech right of individuals is being constrained but now it's being marketed or put as that the rights of the social media company is being curtailed so there is this, this there is this difference of opinion and difference of perspective of what it is actually doing and therefore we actually expect the social media company to fight this battle not the individuals and i think that there lies the error because this is not an article 191a right of free speech and expression of the intermediary not let's demystify that it is the right of free speech and expression of the individual in this country it is a citizen's right 
it is not the intermediary's right intermediary is simply the platform on which the citizen stands up and shouts or intermediary is simply giving the tool to enable the citizen to speak therefore if anybody should fight this battle it is the citizen who should fight the battle not the intermediary yeah so so i think um, one thing that you mentioned is that for example shriya singhal was a four year battle and it's interesting because like you pointed out it was an actual user um who whose speech was blocked and then they went and they pursued that claim today what we have happening is something slightly different where we have several writ petitions um that have sort of preemptively been filed against um, the intermediary guidelines so could you just walk us through broadly on what grounds they have been constitutionally challenged and how you see um the next sort of 6 months to a year progressing with these constitutional challenges yes yes a uh, uh, word on shreya singhal you see we are a we are a very vibrant society you know even though not too many people come out to fight these litigations but when they do come out it's very vibrant shreya singhal the batch of petitions under which 66a was ultimately uh, struck down and the rules were that is the intermediary guidelines rules 3b etc were read down it was not just a user challenging it it was a law student who challenged it who was really not directly affected it was a bunch of users who are directly affected challenging it and interestingly it was a lawmaker who challenged it it was rajiv chandrashekar who was a member of parliament who possibly on the floor of the house might have voted in favor of the bill i don't know we will never know that because whether he voted for or against but even technically he might have voted in favor of the bill being passed into law but then came up and said that no no in in operation this is actually preventing our chilling free speech therefore i will challenge it so a member of parliament challenged it saying that this section 66a is bad and the supreme court of course ultimately we all know what the result is and we had a beautiful rendition in terms of how electronic intermediaries in particular and general electronic information must be dealt with in in terms of free speech etc now the litigations that have come about now on the 2021 rules are in a different genre most of these litigations and in 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 my view subject to being corrected i don't know all of them but uh, maybe there are one or two citizens who have challenged it saying that this will muzzle down free speech and it will chill free speech therefore it affects my fundamental rights maybe but all the ones i have seen are litigations filed by entities who will actually have to face the brunt of the rules live law for example has gone to kerala and said part 2 of the rules which is on intermediaries must be state kwami they have some interim protection for them the petitions that are filed in the delhi high court are mostly on the digital media side of it and not on the intermediary side of it part 3 has been challenged of the rules i don't think there is a petition in the delhi high court in which part 2 the intermediary side of the rules have been challenged except where now recently because there was a single judge's order against google and many other intermediaries in terms of how what thresholds they must follow under the 2021 rules and that litigation emanated not when the rules came into question it emanated from certain illegal content of an individual being available that individual petitioning the court saying i want to take down content that litigation the scope of it got broadened and the single judge of the delhi high court finally passed an order or setting certain thresholds which the intermediaries must follow google has challenged it before a division bench saying google search although google may have certain platforms where it may or may not be significant social intermediary but google search is not a significant social media intermediary because it is not even a social media intermediary it is simply an information gathering tool therefore they say we are not a significant social intermediary therefore we don't have to comply with the rules that is not a challenge to the validity of the rules that is simply a challenge mounted to saying please indicate the contours of these rules so that we know who should comply and who need not comply 
Now, how long will it take? Because there is validity challenges on the rules to say that they are mostly the grounds that have been raised is that these rules go beyond the scope of the parent legislation. And also there are grounds raising saying these rules are violative of certain enshrined part three rights under the constitution. How quickly will this be rendered in terms of at least the first round final order? I don't think that is going to come by in the next uh, 12 to 18 months, particularly given the COVID pandemic, etc. Uh, practically, if you ask me, it might take anything between two to two and a half years before we have a rendition. In the meanwhile, we may have certain interlocutory orders, benefits, etc. But a rendition on the law on whether any part of the rules is valid or not valid, according to me, will take at least a few years before we can have it on the table. Well, that's something, uh, I guess, for us lawyers to look forward to. And uh, I think that's a good place to end. We hope we'll have you on again to talk about any sort of developments on these intermediary guidelines over the next uh, 12 to 18 months. But all in all, it's been a pleasure having you with us. Sir.